Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Psst. Hey, smarty pants. Think back to when you were younger and trying to learn the letters of the alphabet. Now, obviously, there are many different alphabets in many different languages, but I'm talking about the English alphabet. Was there something that helped you learn the letters that make up this alphabet? A little song, perhaps? Come on, I know you know the words. Sing it with me for old time's sake. I'll even get my friends A, B, and C to join us. Everybody ready? Ready! And away we go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? Oh, yeah. I love that song. Me too, C. But there's one thing I've always wondered. What's that, B? Why do we always say, know your ABCs, when the song is about knowing all the letters in the alphabet? Hey, that's because me, you, and C are kind of the leaders. I mean, sure, you're the first letter A, and me and C come right after you. But don't you think we're all equally important? After all, it takes all of us to make up an alphabet. Sure, B. But you do know the word alphabet is Greek for A and B, right? Alpha and beta. So really, me and B are the definition of alphabet. Hey, what about C? Hold on, hold on, if I can just interject. In English, when we say alphabet, we're referring to the 26 letters that form all of the words in our language. 
But that's not the true definition of alphabet. No offense, trusty narrator, but this is an A-B conversation. You can see your way out. <laughs> yeah, you're not even a letter. What do you know about letters and alphabets? I might know more than you think, my phoneme friends. Phono what? Phonemes. That's what members of an alphabet are. Alphabet refers to any collection of symbols that represent a single sound that can be used to form words, like ba as in b or z as in z. Each one of you is a phoneme, one symbol for one sound. A, B, C. Exactly. And there are other similar alphabets out there. But there are also lots of other languages that require different sounds and different symbols to represent those sounds. You mean there are more of us? Yep, like hundreds more of you. And get this, not all alphabets have 26 symbols. See, <gasps> see. The Italian alphabet has a 21. Da, the Russian alphabet has 43. But that's nothing. The Khmer language of Southeast Asia has 74 symbols in their alphabet. Whoa. Yep, different languages means different words, which means different sounds and different symbols. But what exactly is an alphabet? How was the English alphabet developed? And who invented the alphabet song? Get ready for another whiff of science and history on... Who smarted? Who smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone! We make smarting lots of fun on Who Smarted? Let's start by taking another look and listen to the alphabet song. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So, Smarty Pants, do you know who invented this song you've probably sung a gazillion times? The common answer is the ABC song was first copyrighted under the title The Schoolmaster in 1834 by an American named Charles Bradley. But while Mr. Bradley may have had the ingenious idea of making a song out of the letters of the English alphabet, the tune or melody is definitely not his. How do we know this? Try singing one or both of these popular kids' songs, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or Ba Ba Black Sheep. Go ahead, sing them. I'll wait. Did you notice anything when you sang these songs? Why, it is the same as the alphabet song. The Twinkle Twinkle words were written by an English poet, Jane Taylor, in 1806. But the song goes even further back than that. The oldest published version of the tune is from 1761. But we don't know who wrote it, and it doesn't have any words. But we do know who helped make it popular. Any guesses? Did you say Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart? That's right. The famous composer Mozart adapted the music in 1785, calling it Avujuje Maman, meaning, ah, oh, mother, if I could tell you. Here it is. I think I'll just stick with calling it the ABC song. Good idea. When the ABC song first became popular, not many children went to school. That meant most people never learned to read or write. Over time, people realized the importance of reading and writing. So more and more children were taught the ABC song, because putting things to music is a great way to help you remember things. 
Oh yeah, I always use songs to remember things. What about other alphabets? Do they have songs too? Well, yes and no. To answer that, we need to first take a look at the two types of symbol collections known as orthographies. Our alphabet is just one example of an orthography. Hold on. Back up a second, trusty narrator. Where did orthographies come from? They came from, well, all over, and probably around the same time in history. Orthographies had to evolve as a means for emerging civilizations to communicate and share ideas among themselves. How to best express me wanting to catch a fish? But those early civilizations didn't immediately come up with 20 or so symbols. What do you think they drew first? A. Illustrations. B. Numbers. Or C. Maps. If you guessed A, illustrations, you're right. A! Over 30,000 years ago, early humans etched and painted drawings, usually on cave walls, that depicted what appears to be stories or some form of relaying information. At least two civilizations, Sumerian and Egyptian, developed their early orthographies by incorporating very small pictures, or pictography, which at first represented the object itself, but eventually could represent either the object or an associated sound. You mean like if I drew a bumblebee to represent a buzz buzz bee, but then later used the same picture to represent the sound made by a bee? Great example, B. Now, the first system to move beyond pictographs entirely included only 22 phonemes. Let's see if you can guess who did that. Was it A, the Greeks, B, the Koreans, or C, the Phoenicians? A. B. C. The correct answer is C, the Phoenicians. See ya! The Phoenicians were the first civilization to invent an alphabet. The Phoenicians collected 22 symbols to represent 22 sounds, all of which were consonant sounds. They didn't include vowel sounds, which makes this orthography an abjad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How can you have words without vowels? What do you think, smarty pants? Think about how much you use your A-E-I-O-U's, and sometimes Y's. How does a language work without vowel sounds? We'll be right back with the answer. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, 
or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com slash smarted. Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to Vegetarian to Keto Options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who smarted. I'm going to say a few words. See if you can tell what they have in common. Ready? Further. Mother. Brother. Stir. Hmm. Did any of that make sense? I was saying father, mother, brother, sister. Only without the vowels. Sounded pretty weird, right? Vowels are good. Vowels are our friend. Vowels cost money on Wheel of Fortune. But as it turns out, there are alphabets called objects that don't include vowel sounds. Now, if you're used to speaking English, you're probably wondering, How can that be? Well, B. In languages that use objects, vowels are still spoken, but they don't exist as visual symbols, so they're left out when it comes to writing words down. Wherever vowels are missing on the page, the reader has to contribute that knowledge. A few abjads are still used today, like Persian and Arabic two totally different languages that use many of the same alphabet letters. So how did the vowels like me make it in? Well, A, just as the Phoenicians based their system on one the Egyptians came up with, the Greeks then based their system on that of the Phoenicians, with some adjustments. Like the addition of vowels like me, alpha, the original first letter of the Greek alphabet. Yeah, 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 that's all Greek to me. But Alpha's right. The Greeks added vowels to their alphabet, and that alphabet branched off in two separate directions. 
One, the Ionic system, stayed in Greece, where Alpha still has a place in the alphabet, while the other, Euboean, branched off with the Greeks who settled in Italy. That evolved into the Etruscan alphabet, which was adapted into the Latin alphabet, on which many of the world's languages are based, like French, Spanish, Czech, Dutch, Welsh, Polish, German, and English. So English is based on that Latin alphabet? Yes, Latin. Simparfidales. Vini vidi vici. Carpe diem. But that sounds nothing like English. Right. That's because as Latin made its way towards England, the people there combined Latin with the Futhark language they were already using, and the result was early English. Alas, I am Thorn, a Furthork letter that did not make it into the English alphabet. Aw, that stinks. What happened? In Furthork, I made the th sound. But the combination of the letters T and H made me obsolete or unnecessary. Wait, I thought an alphabet was supposed to be one symbol for one sound. Th uses two letters, T and H. That doesn't seem fair to old Thorn over here. Yep, English is complicated that way. We have symbols in our alphabet that make, or pair up with another letter to make, additional single sounds. You, letter C, are a good example. How many sounds do you make? I can do k, like cat, and s, like sentry, and ch, when paired with h, like enchamp. Double or triple duty by a given letter is what makes English what is known as inconsistent. In fact, English is generally considered the most inconsistent language of all. I can't argue with that. I'm a different sound than almost every other word. So, if we have one symbol that can do several jobs, other symbols become unnecessary. Sorry, Thorn. Mmm, thanks. But the evolution of orthographies didn't stop there. While the Latin alphabet was spreading and evolving, the Cyrillic alphabet, a similar collection of phonemes that evolved from the Greek language, became the basis of the Russian alphabet, among others. The symbols look different from the letters you're used to seeing, but they're phonemes, so they're considered alphabetic. The same is true for Korean. Different symbols in other alphabets, but symbols that represent a single sound. Okay, but most importantly, are there alphabet songs in other languages? There sure are. Here's a few. See if you can tell what languages they are. You just heard French, German, Spanish, Finnish, Arabic, and Ukrainian. Hey, sorry, trusty narrator. I never should have doubted you know your ABCs. <laughs> and D's through Z's, too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A big shout-out to the three C's, Chloe, Clay, and Claire in Wisconsin, who just love listening to Who Smarted as they drive in the car. Beep, beep. This episode, The Alphabet, was written by Jenna Hoban and voiced by Taya Garland, Jenna Hoban, 
Gia Davis, Brandon Bayless, Adam Tex Davis, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max ABC Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. ABC you later. <laughs>